All right, so shout out to the person that sent me this $10. I haven't done one of these uh, 10 on it in a while. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, I used to do this segment called 10 on it because people used to send me all these, like, talk about this, talk about that. I was like, all right, well, if you want me to talk about it, send some money. So for those of you who don't know, you go hit the uh, Cash App, or my PayPal, if you want me to talk about some $10 donations, baby. So any, oh, that's the one I was looking for. So anyways, uh, Fresh and Fit, right? So somebody was like, what's my opinions on Fresh and Fit? So first things first, I've never really watched Fresh and Fit. I've heard of these dudes. Um, I heard rumblings about them last year. I never really got into the content because I'm not in need of dating advice. <laughs> Um, I just don't really watch a lot of dating content because I'm not out there on the market looking for women. But I did start checking out some of their content probably within the last week or so, ever since this uh, this whole debacle kicked off between them and uh, what's the mother dude's names? Abba and Preach. Um, I learned about them like a year ago, but I never really watched their content either. Um, so... Overall, my opinions about Fresh and Fit is like, um, it appears that you got two dudes that blew up really fast on YouTube. Like, if you go check there, the date the channel was created, I think the channel got created late 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And I want to say they hit like 400, close to 450,000 subscribers, and now they're down to about 385, 390,000. So they've lost uh, probably like 50, 60, 70,000 subscribers. Now, is that going to end their YouTube career? No. Um, you got people like Amazing Lucas. Uh, remember him, the conservative dude who's now like a liberal or I don't know what he is, but you go look at his channel. He's draining subscribers all the time. He, he probably loses like a, close to 1,000 a day or something like that. But he's still banging out content. I'm still subscribed to Amazing Lucas. But <laughs> but uh, I think they blew up too fast, man. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think maybe the fame and notoriety went to their head. And I've heard other people say this before, but it actually kind of makes sense when you kind of look at who these dudes are. Because um, that dude, uh, Fit, Myron, whatever his name is, I think he came out and stated that he was a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security for like 10 years. So you kind of think about that and what he was probably doing for a living. You know, it sounds like probably the ultimate square job. <laughs> I mean, I know when people think about it, people are probably thinking he was on some, some Mulder and Scully from X-Files, you know, over here hunting down aliens or illegal immigrants, you know, pulling kick doors, but... You know, maybe he was doing that, maybe he wasn't, but, you know, there's a high possibility he was probably a paper pusher of some sorts. I don't know. What up, real deal? But you look at his background to become a special agent, because I got a friend that's a special agent in the CIA, um, and he was a super square dude, you know, just just a straight and narrow all the way through and through, because he wanted to really be in the CIA. So if you want to become in the part, the work for the Department of Homeland Security, where you're doing special agent stuff like old buddy was saying he was doing you got to be a super straight narrow dude you know you're just walking on eggshells 
you can't really have any kind of flaws in your background. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody said I got them connections. I, I don't have connections, connections like that. I mean, I know people in places, but um, like I said, this one dude, we started off in the military. Well, he, we were stationed together when he was in the military. He got out and then he just, he wanted to work for the CIA. So he did everything in his life to make sure he was going to get picked up by the CIA. And la I'm, I'm still in contact with me. His wife was in the military with us as well. But last I spoke to him, well, cause I think he deleted all his social media right before he got picked up to go to the CIA. So now he's just, you know, out there doing uh, spy stuff. I, I don't know what he's doing, to be honest with you, because I, I haven't spoke to him in a couple of years. But to work for these government agencies like that, you got to be uh, you got to be on the up and up all the way through and through. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing about this dude, but I'm just trying to I'm just trying to put put myself into this mentality of a dude who probably was a kid, high school, maybe college. He, he was your stereotypical, quote unquote, educated lame that everybody likes to talk about because you can't be a Pookie and Ray Ray and go and work for the Department of Homeland Security. You can't do it. You got to be a, 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 an extremely super educated lame. That's no knock against him. I'm just saying that's what it, that's what you got to do. And then he kicks off his YouTube channel podcast career. He got girls all around. Uh, I think he said he had to he had to leave the Department of Homeland Security because his YouTube channel was too wild or something like that. And now he got girls all around and, and his buddy as well because his buddy was in IT. The other dude, Fresh, he was he worked in IT, and you can kind of tell just listening to how he talks. He kind of sounds like he's a a book a book nerd type of dude. So now these dudes got all this this uh, notoriety. This fame, they don't blew up over the past year. Now they feeling themselves. They feeling themselves. And, uh, you know, they out here talking, you know, cold cash crap, which is nothing wrong with that because, you know, it is what it is. There's, you know, that's the entertainment value aspect of it. But I just don't know if they were mentally prepared for it because based off of the little bit that I've been able to gather about these dudes and then trying to assess them based off of what I know about people who work for federal government agencies that, you know, especially stuff like that. They come from a, well, at least the, the fit dude, he seems to come from a background of not really being out there wilding out like that. And now he's wilding out. So I guess the best way you could think of this, um, we used to see this all the time when I was in college, right? When we go to, when I was in college at Tuskegee University, and I'm pretty sure anybody, you, you've seen this, you've been to college, you know exactly what I'm about to say. So you have girls that go to college and you can always tell the girls that were or even dudes to a certain extent, but especially the girls, you can always tell the girls that grew up in a strict household where they were locked down because the moment they got to college and they started getting a little bit of attention from some dudes. Oh, they was busting it open all over the place, all over the place as if as if nothing's ever been bust open before. They were just riding the baloney pony every chance they get dude the dude football players running through them, frat boys running through them, everybody else. I mean, that was just how it was. And we always knew these were the these were the chicks who never really had much of a social life when they were in high school before college. So I look at Fresh and Fit and how they're acting and how you know how how everything's been unfolding so far based off of what I've been seeing. They seem like the uh the they seem like the male version of these college girls who never had a life before college. And like I say, this applies to some dudes because you see some dudes that go to college as well. 
They were always locked down. As soon as they get to college, they had every party. They smoking, drinking. They, they just doing all kinds of stupid crap. So you see this a lot with people who just never really had much of a social life. And I'm not saying you had to have like a major, major social life in high school or whatever, but you can tell. there. You, you, there's just this certain energy about people that when they go to college and they just start wilding to the umpteenth degree, you can tell, okay, these people, they never, they probably never had a girlfriend. They probably never had a boyfriend. They probably never went to any parties. They got to stay out late, yada, yada, yada. So you, you can kind of tell these things because they get to college, just turn up to the max, just, just to turn up, just to be turning up. You know what I'm saying? When everybody else is like, all right, we got to chill and do our finals. They still want to turn up. You know what I'm saying? It'd be on some crap like that. So I see fresh and fit. They're turning up on YouTube to the max. They out here buying uh, McLaren cars, expensive jewelry. They got all these chicks around them. I look at this as, okay, these are two dudes that probably never been exposed to women like that. Uh, women of that caliber that look that good. Because some of the women do look good. I'm not going to front based off of the little clips I've seen here and there. But they just got this vibe that they've never, they've never had a lot of female energy like that especially female energy that comes from attractive women um because you know dudes that's had female energy chicks that was digging them that were attractive you know as we get older because you know i've had <laughs> you know i'm part of the club that's always had female uh energy around me you know what i'm saying i'm part of that club but uh you know dudes like me that's not a stranger to women that's not a stranger to attractive women like we know how to talk to them, we know how to converse with them, we've dated them, we've done our thug, we've done our thing with them. Try not to say thug thizzle, because uh, you know, uh, what's his name? TV8 tried to clown me on that, but whatever. You know, we've been around the honeys or the women's. It's not it's not really a big shocker for us when we start growing up, becoming grown men, uh, got our own life, got our own things going on, and we, you know, and then next thing you know, we see a fine chick come around. We're not we're not jumping up and down like, oh my goodness, she noticed me. She's talking to me. I'm the man. Then we come on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm the man, y'all. Yeah. I got all the dime breezies around me. It's like, my nigga. People know if you if you if you're capable of pulling chicks or not, or if you were capable of pulling chicks, because you know I ain't pulling nothing. I'm married. But I'm just saying that there's a certain aura, there's certain energy that 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 just naturally comes up out of you to let other people know that you're not a stranger to dealing with the opposite sex. These two dudes, fresh and fit, they look like they're strangers to dealing with the opposite sex. Uh, fresh, that's the dark skinned dude. I think he's from the Caribbean or something, if I'm not mistaken. He just had, you listen to how he talks. He just has this stereotypical nerd essence about him. Because he worked in IT, so he's I'm assuming he's a, a, a rather smart dude. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to work in IT, but I'm assuming he he got a little little bit of brain power going on. But you just hear how he talks. And like I say, listen, I've never really watched their videos until about a week ago. You can hear when he speaks, it doesn't sound like he's fully confident when he talks, hence the reason why he stutters a lot. Um, now, some people say I stutter or whatever the case may be, but it's not due to a lack of confidence. It's, it's mainly due to me, uh, my mouth not being able to keep up with the thoughts in my head. <laughs> That's the reason why I stutter. I got thoughts running around in my head a million miles an hour. And my mouth isn't fast enough to keep up with them. But my confidence levels are 
or off the off the freaking meat racks, as you can see. I'm on here looking like a hot mess right now, live streaming. So I have no problems putting myself out there. But you can hear that about him. And then you look at Fit, Myron, the uh, the Sudanese dude. I think that's what he is. I hear everybody say he's from he's originally from Sudanese or his he's a uh, you know his family's from there, whatever the case may be. Like I say, go back to him being a, a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security. To become a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security. Now, I don't know exactly what that entails because that could be anything from a paper pusher to 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 uh, you watching a, an episode of CSI type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds cool, or you know, at least the title sounds cool. Because <laughs> I look, I used to work for the NSA, so I worked for one of these these uh, three letter organizations once upon a time. When I tell people I used to work for the NSA, they thought I was in there doing some secret squirrel spy mission stuff, which, you know, technically I was doing some. Hold up. What do you want? Give me my, what you doing with my gavel, boy? Close my door. All the way. Anyways. So I used to work for the NSA once upon a time. My son came in here and grabbed my little, my little gavel. You know, Vicky Dillard got a gavel. I went and bought me a gavel, except I got I got my Masonic gavel. So one day when I get my studio set up, I'm gonna start banging this thing on Negroes, right? But uh, anyway, so I used to work for the NSA, and when I tell people I used to work for the NSA, people because I worked there for three years, people was like, "Oh my goodness, you're in there doing some some super spy stuff." I'm like, mm, 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 "Not really." <laughs> I work with some people that did some super spy stuff, but that necessarily wasn't my job. But I don't ever go into detail. I just like to say, yeah, yeah, I work for the NSA. And people be like, ooh. And then they'll be like, well, what you do? If I tell you, I have to kill you. I'll be on some crap like that. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make it seem like it was some, some super cool stuff. So anyways, he worked for the Department of Homeland Security. I don't know what he did. But what I do know, what I do know because he, I don't think he's prior military, so he probably came in as a civilian. So if you come in as a civilian to be a special agent, you got to be a razor sharp, straight and arrow dude. No real flaws, nothing. You can't, you can't have, I guarantee his credit score was damn near immaculate. Guarantee it. I guarantee they did a background check that probably went back 10 years on this dude. Knocked on all the doors of everybody he listed. And they all had to give glowing reviews about this dude. Nobody said nothing bad about him. I guarantee it. Because you got to have a clearance to work in those type of jobs. Um, no criminal arrest record. And he shouldn't have one. I'm not saying he got to have one. But I'm just saying his background is immaculate in order to do that. And that leads me to believe, especially if he came in as a civilian out of college or however he got into it. That leads me to believe he probably wasn't turning up in his, his earlier days. In high school, college, if he went to college, he probably wasn't the turn-up dude. He was probably the, book, the bookworm dude, you know, just doing what he do, trying to go after his dream. And that's commendable. That's commendable. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying when you look at how he and his partner act on YouTube, they remind me of the college girls that I was in college with that came to college, turned up to the max, Got pregnant, failed out of college. Uh, they was getting trains ran on them every other weekend. Like I knew girls that were actually like that. Like I remember, I remember once I was walking through the uh, through. The, I was about to say the barracks through the dorm. <laughs> I was walking through the dorm one. Let me tell. Okay, it's story time, ladies and gentlemen. So I was walking through the dorm one day. 
I decided to go up to the second floor because the second floor of this dorm, that was where the uh, the happy smoke guy was. And it's, you know, I used to engage in in happy smoke activities back in my once upon a time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to the happy smoke guy to get me a sack because you know that's what we called him. We called him, you know, get you a little dime sack, twenty sack, or whatever. We didn't we didn't go by all these measurements y'all go by today. We was just calling them sacks, right? So I'm on the second floor looking for the dope man. I see there's a gang of niggas standing outside this one particular room, and it's not the dope man's room. So I'm like, what's going on here? You know, niggas watching the game, they playing sports. I walk past the door. I see this chick on the bed, just just and the, and the dude standing in front of her. She just going to town on this dude, door wide open, just topping him off. So you know, I stand there and watch because I ain't had nothing else to do. <laughs> I stand there and watch. I'm not going to sit here in front like I wasn't watching. I was like, wow, okay, you don't see this every day in college. Next dude goes in there. She starts topping him off. Next dude, I didn't get topped off, but I'm just saying, I, I was just in there like, wow, this isn't. So I went down to the dope man, got my happy smoke, came back. You know, I poked my head in there to watch for about another 5, 10, 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much time elapsed, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I wasn't watching. It was just amazing to me. I was like, wow, she didn't care. She was just like lining them up, bloop, 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 bloop. Like, 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 like she was throwing lollipops in her mouth, just, you know what I'm saying? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? She was going to town, nigga. And so, you know, so we've seen that happen quite a few times in college. <laughs> so, but that's, but you know, she's one of them girls. She's one of them girls uh, from based off of what I remember about her, because it was like 20 years ago. She's probably happily married right now. <laughs> I wouldn't, and you know, I'm saying this for a fact because there's another chick that I know. She ended up going into the military. She went in as an officer, and I was in enlisted, and we ran into each other one day. You know, I had to salute her and all that crap. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, what's up, what's up? Yada, yada, yada. We chopped it up. And then I went to go holler at my, my partners, my little battle buddies. And my battle buddies was like, yo, how you know that captain over there? I was like, oh, I went to college with her. He was like, really? Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, back in the day, she used to be in the party topping dudes off. I know her. <laughs> I know her. She, she's uh, she's happily married with kids now, but I remember back in college, she was in the bathroom gobbling them down. I was like, oh, she a captain now? She married with kids? Living her best life. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to bring up the past. You know, there wasn't no social media. There weren't no uh, smartphones back then to record it. But I remember, I remember what you were doing in that bathroom at that one party when I wasn't there to try to use the bathroom and I saw you in there getting your gobble on. I was like, oh, okay, my bad. Wrong door. <laughs> I remember. So, you know, but that's what Fresh and Fit remind me of, man. They remind me of these college girls gone wild. They got new fame, new money. They got, they got uh, you know, quote unquote dime pieces or, you know, decent uh, uh, girls that look good because, you know, whatever. They got, they got attractive women's around them. And they look like they've never had that around them before. So now they don't lost their damn minds. <laughs> and it's understandable. It's understandable. I mean, I can't knock these dudes. Um, you know, it is what it is. Now, the other aspect I hear people talking, I think I heard Fantastic mention this, about them being that they're not black Americans, like ADOS or however y'all call yourselves. Because I think old buddy, he's of Sudanese uh, descent, which would technically make him a real African-American. Think about that. <laughs> and then other dudes from the Caribbean, 
And then I think somebody said that they're like acting like blackface, like they're going above and beyond to use the, the N-word and, and, you know, just trying to black it up to try to, you know, kind of blend it. It's kind of like, anybody know that rapper Bangs from Africa? Go look up a rapper named Bangs, B-A-N-G-S. Some whack rapper from Africa. I think he lives in Australia now, but he made a song like, like uh, the mid to like probably around 2005, 2006 or something like that or maybe later, called Let Me Take You to the Movies, right? This dude from, like, Kenya. He got on his little his little middle-of-the-mall jewelry. His, he, he trying to look like 50 Cent from G-Unit, and he's rapping. He got this heavy, heavy, heavy African accent, but he's trying to talk like he's from New York. It's just like, what are you doing, bro? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know you're from Africa. I know you're influenced by American hip-hop and black culture here in America, but my nigga... Your accent is super thick. You sound like the slave from Amistad, like on some give us free type of stuff. Matter of fact, shout to Fantastic. He had that one dude from South Africa on his panel the other day. This brother started talking. It was on his tenfold Tuesday, the joint he did yesterday. This brother started talking. All I thought of was Amistad. I mean, this brother literally had that give us free accent. And I was like, good God, this thing is heavy. But uh, yeah, Bangs, Blaze know what I'm talking about. Go look up Bangs. Y'all don't know, Bangs was the hottest rapper out of Africa. <laughs> Bangs was the hottest rapper out of Kenya. <laughs> yeah, he had a song called Let Me Take You to the Movies. Go look that up, y'all. That joker was going places. But uh, it, it, like I said, it was funny because he was trying to dress like a New York rapper using New York slang. But he had that heavy, heavy Amistad fresh off the slave boat African accent, man. It was just like, nah, bro, this ain't the business, my nigga. This is not the business. So um, so when you're getting back to fresh and fit, I hear people talking about they're on some bangs type of stuff. They're trying to, you know, blacken it up, make money off black culture, even though they're, <laughs> somebody said, shout out to Royce J, he said 40 cent. I don't know if it's 40 cent, maybe 25 cents a day, nigga, you know, you know, when they dropping bags of rice off, 25 cents a day. That's what his name is. But um, you got, um, they out here trying to blacken it up, going extra hard with the pro with the, with the black talk, like they hood and stuff and talking about they want to fight people. And like I said, when you, when you examine their background, you can't be a hood dude working for the Department of Homeland Security for 10 years. It doesn't match. You're not going to be able to, to cover that up. They know your background. They've, they've looked at all your report cards. They looked at your criminal history, your credit history. They know all your family members. They know all your friends, all your relatives. They know everything about you if you want to work for one of these government three-letter agencies like that. So you can't, so it's, it's so when I look at it, it's totally unbelievable. It's like, nah, this, this is not a hood dude. So I can see where O'Shea and, and Fantastic may be coming from, how they're trying to talk hood, sound like they down. But if you know anything about what my man's did for a living and how he even was was allowed to become a Department of Homeland Security, it doesn't match. It does. You can't be like that. You can't be a hood nigga working for the Department of Homeland Security. That that's just a no go. You got to be a super straight, uh, educated, lame, speak the king's English, perfect, damn near. You know what I'm saying? You got to be all that. Um, what else? This buddy doesn't even go five. Yeah, he ain't even speeding. I guarantee he probably ain't even got a traffic ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
they pulling traffic tickets on niggas. I mean, I'm not, listen, I, I used to work for the NSA when I was in the army. Now I was in the army and I was working for the NSA, but I had to get a top secret clearance. They did all this to me. They went back and pulled all my records. But being that I was in the army, they could they didn't, um, I had more leniency. So if they found something in my past that was a little questionable, they was like, well, I'm already in the military. He wasn't in the military. He came, he, I'm assuming he was a civilian. They're going to be way more strict on somebody that's a civilian trying to enter a job with an organization like that than they are somebody who's prior, who's a uh, military or whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's how that works, man. But, you know, listen, is this the end of them? I doubt it. They'll lose some subs, but they'll still retain an audience because no matter what, at the end of the day, they're entertainment. They want to see people want to see them kick girls out, talk smack, whatever, whatever. They found a lane to create entertainment and they found a lane to create entertainment in this whole dating space, relationship space. Um, and look, a lot of people like that stuff. A lot of people like that stuff. I mean, you know, hence the reason Kevin Samuels is doing what he's doing and, and other ones out there like uh, Obsidian and Donovan Sharp and Steve the Dean. I mean, come on. Steve the Dean. Listen, shout out to Steve the Dean. But Steve the Dean got a whole audience. He got a whole course teaching you how to how to eat the groceries, y'all. So that just proves, and listen, this ain't no shade against Steve the Dean, but I'm just saying, your man Steve the Dean, and shout out to Steve the Dean, your man Steve the Dean literally sells a course on his website educating you brothers on how to go out there and 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 and, and start rimming chicks. I think that's what the white boys call it. You rimming chicks or eating the groceries. <laughs> so if you can sell courses on that. And I, you know, a part of me wants to see, like, what is he actually showing these dudes? Like, is he got, like, did he, did he buy, like, props? And, like, how is this class structured? I'm kind of curious to see that part. Like, what's really going on here? But if you can sell stuff like that and keep an audience, oh, they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll be all right. They'll keep an audience. Because you got to remember, there are a lot of people out there that don't, that don't know this. So I imagine you probably, they, they probably got, like, a ton of white fans out there. Uh, you know, you know, some of those, those... You're cool, dude. Gnarly dude. They probably got a whole bunch of gnarly dudes out there that are tuned in. Bunch of white boys turning up at the frat parties, you know, doing handstands while hitting the keg or something like that. I imagine they got a lot of them that are subscribed to their channel. And that's cool. They do what they do. But them, them white boys, they don't care. They just want to hear somebody, you know, talking smack about women, you know, doing what they do. Now, black folks like... Myself, Mr. Fantastic, and others, we can kind of see through it. We're like, okay, you look like you look like you look like black folks, but you're not really black folks. <laughs> cause I didn't even know, cause when I looked at Myron, I was like, first thing I was like, man, he kind of he got that Nipsey hustle kind of look to him. Y'all know. You, I mean, you can tell it, cause I think the Sedan, isn't that in East Africa? It's like all these East Africans got this certain look, right? I used to date this Ethan. Ethiopian chick long time ago when I was in college. So she had like a certain look to her. They just got like this certain look to them. So when I saw him, I was like, at first I was like, is this guy from India? Like he got that Hapu look, you know what I'm saying? That Habib look like, like he needs to be in there whipping up Slurpees or something like that. But then I was like, uh, maybe he's from Africa, like East Africa, somewhere around there. But he kind of got that look. But the gnarly dudes here in America, they can't, they don't know that crap. They, they oh, this is the brother man. It's a brother man right there. You know what I'm saying? So as long as he's as long as they out there acting a fool, they're gonna keep an audience, man. So another reason they're gonna keep an audience, they got, I mean, one thing about them, they got a fly setup. Y'all see their studio? 
I think that studio is his dining room in his apartment. And then it looks out at the ocean or some lake or something. They got a fly setup. I'm not even going to front. I'm like, I was kind of, I was watching their videos to try to see what all they got behind the scenes. Like, what's really going on here? I need to figure out how to get some of that in my life because I got an extra room. Like, right now I'm in my office, but so uh, it's kind of, it's a little junky back here, so I'm not going to show. But anyways, in my office back there, well, this is my office, but we, we go back here. That's my man cave. It's a little junky. It's a little junk. Oh, y'all see the J's? I got a whole bunch of J's. But uh, I was trying to figure out how can I, I want to turn that room into something fly like that. You know what I mean? Get it popping up in there. But uh, so that might help retain their audience. And then obviously this beef is going to help help them. Uh, all this drama is going to help them keep the bucks rolling in and they'll grow their audience. But for everybody else, I don't know if it's something. Uh, I got a home gym. Yeah, I don't use it. <laughs> I'm not using it as much as I should. Now I got it's a, it's in my garage. I got a home gym in my garage, so um, I turned most of my garage into a gym. I got I got a, a squat rack mounted to the wall that can fold onto the wall, so I can still park my cars in there. I got I got a little sauna looking thing in there. My wife uses stuff. I keep telling myself today's the day. I'm, I'm going to be a, a what's what's fantastic call himself a B A B G. I got to call myself, uh, what's my name? A B-A-L-G, a big-ass light-skinned guy. So one day, I'm going to be that. Uh, just haven't found the motivation yet. But I'm getting there day by day. I looked at my, I looked at my weights today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start tomorrow. <laughs> I used to work out a lot. Y'all seen, I posted some pictures, but I ain't going to front. I got lazy, dude. And plus, it kind of hurts when I work out because I got old injuries I told you I injured myself jumping out of an airplane <laughs> like over 10 years. Uh, shoot, it's been longer than that. It's been almost, it's been like 18, uh, yeah, 18 years ago. I jumped out of an airplane when I was in airborne school, landed the wrong way, and that caused an injury that stayed with me for all my military career, which is, was, which is the reason why I got out after 13 years. So it actually kind of hurts when I go in there and work out because I got to pop pain pills. I got to go in there like for real, for real, stretch and Got to go in there and write my will just in case I fall over because, you know, I ain't, I'm not 20, I'm not 20 something years old anymore. I'm 41, man. So things is a little different for me, but, uh, but we're going to get it right though. But, uh, anyways, G always creeping around being checking the land. I don't even know what you, what does that mean? G always creeping around being checking the land. I don't know what that means, man. Um, so, fantastic says he's very Arabic. Yeah, he, he very Arabic, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, shout out to the Arab dudes. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing against them dudes. So as long as y'all don't, so as long as y'all don't start, you know, singing the Muslim prayers around me, and next you know you, you're reaching in your bag pulling things out. I'm just like, uh, because I had I got a friend. One of my friends, he's a he's Muslim, right? His sister competed in the Olympics. As a matter of fact, she won a gold medal at the last Olympics. But we went to Afghanistan together. His last name is Muhammad. So I was like, I worked with him when I was in the NSA for like three years, right? So we go to Afghanistan, we get on that plane. I had to have a talk with him. I was like, hey, bro, look, I know you're Muslim. I know you worship Allah. But, uh, you know, we're going to the Mideast and, uh, you know, you start having thoughts about joining another team. I'm going to have to lay you out, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to lay you out. I, I can't take these chances. You know what I'm saying? I, like if you if you go over there and you start feeling like you, you're in the homeland, reconnecting with uh, people of your religion 
and you 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 pose a threat to me, I'm sorry, dude. I, I may have to lay you out. Don't take it personal, but I'm trying to come back to the I'm trying to come back to the crib. And I say that because you've had dudes in the military that's actually gone over there, converted, and then you know there's a, a famous story in the early 2000s. Some dude who threw a grenade in his uh, commander's tent and killed his commander and first arm or something like that. So, you know, and I had to have that talk. Obviously, we made it back. <laughs> Nothing happened, but you know, I just had, I just had to, had to have a talk. I was like, I don't know, man. You know, I know you. He a black dude from New York, but I had to have to talk with him. I'm like, listen, don't go over there talking about this Alu Akbar stuff because you will get laid out, bro. <laughs> you gonna get laid out. Um. Says, come to Saudi. Now, I ain't coming to Saudi Arabia. It, one, it's hot as hell over there. Two, y'all laws is too strict. I can't look at women. Because in Saudi Arabia, y'all still got women running around in full burqas, right? Where you can only see their eyes. So I can't even look at nothing when I'm over there without a damn holy war kicking off. Because it was like that when I was in, when I went to Qatar. They took us to a, to a mall in Qatar. And they gave us the speech. It was like, you see these women in these burqas? Don't look at them. Or is this going to be problems? So I'm in the mall looking at the ceiling, looking at the ground, because everybody in there had burkas on. I couldn't even look around. I was like, God, I look at somebody the wrong way. Somebody might, you know, blow me up up in here. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to come out there, man. Um, so anyways, uh, you say, I mean, you're always looking around and don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in college, look, look you know, listen, it, it is what it is. When I went to college, I was in college in 1998 to 2002. We didn't have YouTube. I think, uh, anybody remember Black Planet? It was a Black Planet. I think they had just came out. MySpace was on the verge of coming out uh, sometime around there. Dude, social media for us was actually going outside and peeking in people's dorm rooms. <laughs> I mean, because it was a whole bunch of dudes in the hallway. I was like, what is all these niggas in the hallway? And I go there. She just, she just going to town. I was like, what the hell? So I sat there and watched for about a good 10, 15 minutes. Ain't wasn't nothing else to do. It was a Saturday, wasn't nothing going on. I was like, well, let me just go get some popcorn and watch. Ain't nothing else going on up in here. I sure ain't getting nothing, so let me go ahead and watch. You don't see this type of stuff every day. <laughs> now, my roommate, I think he did go mess with that chick. Dude, I was my, my uh, college roommate. I ain't gonna say his name, but I think he uh, he ended up messing with old girl. But uh, yeah, you just don't see that every day. It was like, wow, okay, that's that's different. She ended up just going to town, door wide open. Dudes in there coming in there with with tickets. It's my turn. Like like at the barber shop back in the day. It's my, you know what I'm saying? They booking appointments. She just she just gobbling them up, man. I was like, wow, this is this is different. <laughs> That's how we was getting down in college. But like I say, she's probably a happily married woman with two or three kids now. Husband probably don't know nothing about her past because there ain't no video evidence of it. No social media, no smart cameras, smartphones. So here's the, here's the thing. Back in the 90s, you can get away with, with being a hoe. I'm talking about a hoe to the umpteenth degree. You can get away with that crap back in the day. All you got to do is just move to another city, move to another town, you can start from scratch all over again. Nobody knows your background. Niggas is too lazy to go run back to your old town to find things out. You, you could have you got away with that back in the day. You can't get away with that today, ladies. Everybody got cameras and everybody talking, DMing, making videos. It's a little harder to get away with that. So she, she probably got away and had a clean start. 
More power to her. Hope, she, hope she's happy. Hope she's giving her husband that same work she was giving them dudes in that dorm room. Because that would be a shame when she got married to this dude and she ain't she ain't gobbling him up like she was gobbling them dudes up. I'd be like, man, shoot, bro. You don't know. You just don't know. I can't tell you what I know, but you just you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know what you're missing. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... But um, he said my nah, my homeboy didn't marry her. Nah, he ain't marry him. <laughs> he ain't marry that girl. Nah. But uh, anyway, so that's that man. That's fresh and fit man. Um, they just look like two dudes. They never really had a lot of uh, attention from women. Like I said, you just examine their backgrounds. It kind of makes sense from my perspective. Cause y'all remember, I'm an old dude. I'm 41. I've been on Earth a long time. Well, a long time compared to y'all. I was around before social media, so that means I had to actually go outside and interact with people <laughs> and learn how to read body language and learn when niggas is lying and all this other crap, right? So it makes sense. They blew up, money came, women are coming around, they feeling themselves. They're like a dude who just got a record deal, you know what I'm saying? Like Biggie said, went from uh, ashy, or went from nasty to ashy to classy. You know what I mean? They they did that like damn near quote quote unquote overnight, and now they look like it went to their head. And now all of a sudden we just start starting to discover the real them. It's like oh okay, y'all out here tricking, y'all out here sleeping with chicks raw. Because I mean, listen, think about it. I don't know how old that dude is, but you got random chicks coming to the crib that you're trying to bang to get on the show, and you over here sleeping with these chicks raw. That should be clue number one that this dude probably doesn't have a he, he does he's not really versed in the uh in the arena of dealing with chicks. Cause every dude that's been versed with dealing with chicks for some time before they blew up and started making money or whatever, we all know you don't just be banging random chicks raw. Like that's a no-go. We're talking about disease. Dude, there's all kinds of diseases out there. Why even risk that crap? So, you know. That, that that's that's another clue right there people should have picked up on but you know you would only know these things if you were actually in the game at some point in your life dealing with chicks you're like yeah you just don't be over here just running up in chicks raw no matter how good it feels man you gotta you gotta be careful in the mud because especially these days everybody on fire just because they look good that don't mean they, they can have the nestle crunch down there my nigga you don't know what's going on down there but you just running up in chicks raw just so that you know, because they want to come on your show. It's like, all right, this, this sounds like a dude that's probably never had a lot of attention from females. Of course, he'll never admit this crap, but I'm just trying to tell you, based on him admitting he used to work for the Department of Homeland Security for 10 years, I'm like, well, in order to get a job like that, you got to be a pretty square dude, man. You can't be one of these college dudes or these dudes out here just getting turned up, like, that's just, you, you can't get a job like that if you're always turned up. So to me, it's like, I don't think he was ever around chicks like that. And now you're over here sleeping with them raw. Talking about, you want to come on my podcast? You got to sleep with me. Look at his DMs. They sound crazy as hell from what I saw. It's like, I don't think this dude is really versed with women like, like he wants people to believe. But then again... He got so they got so many people that's probably not versed with women that you know they're just putting on a show for these other people at this point because now they got women coming around because their podcast is doing numbers, but they're 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 I think they might be misleading these people. 
You know what I'm saying? So, but ain't nothing I can do to stop it. I ain't about to stop it. Um, I'm not subscribed. I'm not hating on him. I'm just, you know, saying it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Your man sound like a first-rate trick. I mean, it, that's what it's... Look, I've met dudes like this. In, look, there's this one cat. Uh, what was this nigga's name? I can't remember what his name is. This little dark-skinned dude from Mississippi, right? That went to Tuskegee. He stayed across the hall from me in the dorm. I cannot remember this dude. He, he only went there for like one year, failed out of school. So anyways, he was this stereotypical nerd. Had the nerd glasses and all, but his family had some money. And so he came to school. He had a whip. I think he had a, I think they let him have, bring the, the Mercedes Benz. He was driving the family Benz. This is like back in 19, no, this is 2000. He had a Mercedes Benz. I can't remember what model it was, but at Tuskegee at that time, if you had a car, you was the man. <laughs> you was the man because you can, you can drive the Montgomery. It's like 20 minutes down the street. You can drive the Auburn. It's like 15 minutes down the street. You can drive to Atlanta. It's like two hours down the street, whatever. You can get places, right? So he had a car. Uh, we used to, I remember we used to go, to, they used to have this hole in the wall club called the Soul Inn in Tuskegee, right? The Soul Inn is at this, this, uh, this dead end road, like a, literally a dead end road. There's a, there's, a, there's a little club all the locals used to go to. And we always used to say somebody going to get shot because, you know, it was one way in, one way out. And the locals, they always was messing with the college kids. We'd be beefing with the locals and yada, yada, yada. So anyways, used to have a bunch of strippers up there, right? Now, we ain't talking about no, no Magic City strippers. We talking, about, we talking about some strippers that was in the country. They got bullet holes, scars from getting sliced up from razor blades. Like, you know, we talking about the, the hoodest of the hoodest strippers. So we go to the strip club one night. I think, this, I think this might have been his first time ever going to a strip club. So we go to the strip club. We're like, oh, we're like, I think he's like 18. I'm like 20 years old. We go there. Your man is just throwing money all over the place. He went and got like $100 in ones or whatever he had. He just in the club making it rain before making it rain was a thing. He just throwing money around. I'm like, look, I'm like, go, man, go. You know, he, he paying for my drinks in the club, me and everybody else. Like he's really trying to show out. And so we, we all young. I'm like, yeah, man, do that shit, man. Give us some more money. Yeah. Then we over here ordering drinks. We're like, put it on his tab. We all some stuff like that, some ignorant stuff like that, because I'm kind of broke at this point in my life, right? <laughs> so he buying drinks. He drove us to the club. He buying drinks. He throwing money because his family had a little bit of cheese or whatever. So he, uh, I remember he came over to me. He was like, he was like, hey, Dub. Uh, people used to call me G-Dub. That was my nickname. That's why I changed my name to G-Dizzle. He used to call me G-Dub slash G-Dizzle back in the day, right? He was like, hey, Dub, hey, man, I'm about to slide out with this, uh, this chick real quick. I'll be back in about 20 minutes. I'm look, this is a little stripper chick. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, go do your thing, player. So he go, to, he, go to the car, he go to the car, go in there, do his thing with old girl. He come back. I didn't even ask him. He just started telling me what happened. He was like, yeah, man, I went out there with old girl. Because he was only out there for like, like 20 minutes. So it was pretty quick. <laughs> Whatever happened, it happened real quick. You know what I'm saying? So he came back. He telling us about what happened in the car. So I asked him, I was like, I was like, bro, did you, did you pay this chick? He was like, yeah, I shot a little something. I was like, bro, did you put a condom on? He was like, nah, man, I ain't put no condom. I'm like, I'm looking at him like, my nigga, is you crazy? Like we in country ass Alabama, Macon County, uh, Alabama. You know, they still got slaves out there picking cotton. And you got this bottom of the barrel stripper that probably be in here every night 
And you don't took her to the car and smashed her without a condom, my nigga? Like, like, what the hell was you thinking? But that told me, oh, he's one of these dudes that's never had exposure to women. So his parents gave him the bands to go to college. They put a little money in his bank account. Oh, he wildin'. He was the man out in them streets. So he was the man that night. But, <laughs> but he ended up failing and dropping out of college. But he was on some goofy stuff like that. Like your man Myron is sleeping with these chicks. It's like you, you can you can see these dudes, man. You, you can see them. So that's why I always get on here and be like, yo, those of y'all who weren't 80s babies, 70s or 80s babies, you missed out. Because y'all grew up in the era of social media and you 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 missed out on genuine human interaction where you actually had to see people operate in real time in front of your face. So you can learn to distinguish the real from the BS by looking at body language, looking at how people act, yada, yada, yada. Y'all just, oh, that's cap. That's cap. Y'all just all in this digital world. I'm telling you, man, y'all got to get outside, man, and, and, and establish human interactions and connections so you can so you can not easily be deceived when you see people like Fresh and Fit come on. Like I said, I haven't ne I've never watched their content until about a week ago when all this started. And I was just looking, I was like, all right, something, something's a little off about these dudes. But then I saw that video of him talking about he was Department of Homeland Security. And then they said Fresh admitted to working in IT. That's when it all started clicking. I was like, oh, I bet you these dudes are like this. And then it took me back to college when I saw a girl gobbling dudes down. Then that one dude that used to live across the hall from me, I was like, oh, this is what they like, man. They've never, they've never really lived, was out there like that. And I'm not saying that they had to be. There's nothing wrong with being a square. You know, the older you get, you know, that square life ain't that bad. You know, we got less headaches. Hopefully you got more money in the bank. Hopefully. But, you know, um, I ain't got to worry about niggas. You know, I ain't got to worry about looking over my shoulder, looking for niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm chill. You know what I mean? So that's what it, that's what it kind of reminded me of, man. So and it, I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet, um, my my uh, opinions of, of these dudes are right. They'll probably never admit it, but I'm willing to bet. You can just listen to how they talk, see their antics. It's like, yo, these are the dudes that never really had a social life. They never was out there like that. And now they out there and they got money and people, they got a popping YouTube channel. Oh man, they they hit the lottery. It's gonna go to, it's, it's like winning the lottery and you go blow all your money on money hoes, clothes and cocaine and now you're broke Five years from, you know, after that. You know what I mean? That's how I be. What up, Gokiza? You know what I'm saying? So that, those, those are my thoughts. But, you know, y'all go sub to me if you want. I'm not going to tell you not to sub to them and watch them. Um, you know, maybe they'll change their tune and calm down and, you know, get real. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just keep the ratchetness going. I don't know. But I don't watch them because I'm not out there dating. I'm married. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get any value other from it. It's like... I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It, do, it does nothing for me. But, you know, I might tune in now just to see how it goes. Since they uh, caught my interest with this this little beef. But who knows? Uh, hopefully that answered uh, that person's question. So um, that's that's all I got to say. Uh, social media is why a lot of people are socially awkward. Yeah, people don't go outside and interact. Every All interactions are through the smartphone, man. Through the internet. You can be whoever you want to be, man. I'm telling you, you gotta you gotta go outside and interact with people. I think social media has ruined dating, and you know that's what Ramil says. Ramil said, 
you know, if you want these women to get back on code and be submissive, you got to you got to take the Internet away. We got to go back to some old Sharia law type of stuff. <laughs> like how they treating them Afghan women, the Taliban, they over here telling the, the Afghan women, y'all can't read and write. You can't come outside the house anymore. You got to go back to something like that. Now, I met my wife before social media, you know, before it became a thing like it is today. So but if I had met, but even if I had met my wife around this time, I'd probably be on the pump and dump squad, dude. If I was still single, right? If I was single, never got married, I'd probably be uh, pumping, dump, pumping and dumping out there. Cause I do agree, social media has ruined people. It has ruined people's perceptions of reality, and they can't tell reality from fantasy. The women, the men, everybody screwed up, man. They all got these hyper unrealistic expectations because everybody thinks they're gonna be the next Kim Kardashian or the next. Puff Daddy or whatever, whatever. Or if I just get it popping, I get a whole bunch of followers. I'm the man. But it's like, my nigga, you just got a bunch of followers. Like, does that really make you the man? But then again, it can make you the man to a bunch of ignorant people. But, you know, if you had to go outside and play, put Tic Tacs in your mouth, go holler at chicks at the mall and try to get phone numbers like I used to do back in the day. Uh, you know, you had, like I said, you had to learn how to actually communicate face to face. And you couldn't hide that. You couldn't edit it. You couldn't put a filter on. You looked how you look. Hopefully your makeup was decent, but you looked how you look. You know what I'm saying? Had to have the smell good right. You know, you had to figure out how to talk to these chicks in real time, which helped build up your confidence. Cause you know, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was macking chicks out the gate. I got embarrassed by chicks plenty of times. Said the wrong thing, they laughing at me, all the girls, ah, look at this lame nigga. Like I've been called a lame nigga too. But that never killed my confidence because it was like, well, during those times, if I wanted to get with a chick, I had to go back out there and try again. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't just turn off my phone and go hide and then pretend to be somebody else. It was like, nah, I got to go back out there and try again. So I had to figure out what worked, what didn't work, you know, how to approach chicks and all that crap, man. A bunch of trial and error. So I started figuring some things out. Like I said, well, I didn't have the phone. I, I didn't have the social media to go to to learn game from some random dude on YouTube that never shows his face. <laughs> I didn't have that. Y'all got options. Y'all got options to go learn how to get ganged up from dudes that never show their face on YouTube. <laughs> you don't know nothing about these people. But they're game experts. Don't know what he look like, what he do for a living, nothing. But he a game expert. Okay. <laughs> At least show your face. That's why, you know, I might clown people like Steve the Dean, but at least he shows his face. And, he, and some of these other ones show their face. I can't take game experts seriously that never show their face. I just can't. But, um, so, you know, we had to go. I, I didn't have those resources y'all got. I had to go out there and uh, do trial by fire, man. Figure this shit out. <laughs> One chick at a time. You know what I mean? But that helped build my confidence. Because later on, when I went to college, when I went to the military, I'm like, shit, I can talk to chicks. I can get up here and talk in front of a group of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so that's that. I met my significant other on Tag. What is Tag? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know these dating apps. I don't know none of this crap, man. I met my wife on the street. Like, well, not on the street. Well, walking in the parking lot. We was um we was in the military and we was on this detail together. Um, matter of fact, we was at like a retirement ceremony. They had us holding flags at a retirement ceremony. 
And we was on opposite ends of the stage. And I just looked over. And I was like, God damn, who's that? <laughs> so, um, anyways, after it was all said and done, she was walking to her car. And I literally ran up on her on some, hey, girl, what's your name? On some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Today, they would classify that as street harassment. So I literally, quote unquote, street harassed my wife when I met her. Like, I literally ran up on her like, hey, hey, girl, slow down. What's your name, girl? You know, some stuff like that. Today you do that, man, they're going to have you all over Twitter. <laughs> Talking about you a street harasser. It's like, you know what I mean? It's only if you're ugly. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> well, I'm a good looking dude. You know, I got a little weight on me, but when I knocked this weight off, I showed you all my pictures. Shit. I was a handsome motherfucker back in the day. Shit. Still am. But yeah, I guess I guess only if you're ugly. So all you ugly dudes, listen, you can't, you got to come with something now. And listen, it's possible. I knew ugly dudes I was getting chicks back in the day too. They just had to have an extra quality about them. Like I knew this one cat, my homeboy Jamar, rest in peace to him. He was in the military, but he passed away like six years ago or something like that. But uh, he was a dark-skinned dude, bald-headed, dark-skinned dude, right? He would always tell me, you know what, you know what, Dub, you know why I keep you around? I keep a light-skinned nigga around me because, man, you always got them chicks around you. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. But so I would, so basically me and him would roll together. We would always go out drinking, whatever, whatever. The chicks was gravitating towards me because I was like super charismatic, really in really good shape. I was just like the center of attention, like back in my early days, right? But I would bring girls around him. Some girls would try to talk greasy about my man. I'm like, that's my man's. Go holler at my man's. You know, they weren't initially turned on by his looks. But then he started opening his mouth, telling them jokes, my nigga. That nigga's joking skills are out of this world. Them jokes would start flying. Panties would start dropping. So that was his end. He couldn't, he couldn't win them over with the looks. You know, like I said, it wasn't like I was looking at him like that. But I'm just saying... But his mouthpiece and them, them joke-telling skills was, this nigga should have been a stand-up comedian. That was his angle. And it worked like a charm with this dude. So, you know, we had a plan. I, I, you go out there, you attract him over here, and I'm going to knock him down with the jokes. Well, we was out there getting it. We, 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 was a, we was a dynamic duo back in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that was before I met my wife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm six foot one, man. I'm six one. So I ain't short either. I'm not part of the little fella federation. I'm six one. So I stand I stand taller than most of you clowns out there. <laughs> I gotta look down on y'all, like, all right, little guy. Like y'all try to get in a fight with me. I gotta put my hand on your forehead and you be swinging under my arms and stuff. So that's how I be. I mean, look, it is it's just genetics, man. You know what I'm saying? My my 15-year-old son's almost as tall as me. He's uh, I'm six one. He's got to be about five five ten by now. He's only in tenth grade, so he he might be taller than me. When it's all said and done, um, it says I'm creeping in parking lots. Nah, man. I mean, it was the daytime. It wasn't nighttime. Um, it was daytime. Uh, and let me tell you. So let me tell you about my first date with my wife, right? So th this is how I knew I was the man out in these streets, right? So. Because this, this, this would have ended y'all's y'all's first date. So the day before, I had to drive to Atlanta to go pick up my homeboy from the airport. We're coming back from the airport. I hit this big-ass pothole and put a dent in my rim. Um, I didn't know. My, my tire had a slow leak in it, and I didn't know. So I take my wife out on our first date. We in there eating, cheesing it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm you know, spitting, that, spitting that wonderful ism. You know what I mean? 
forgot where the hell I took her, but whatever. I come outside, nigga, my car is flat. My tire is flat like a motherfucker, man. I'm like, holy crap. First date, car is flat. So I'm out here changing a goddamn tire on a first date. She's sitting in the, she's sitting in the car the entire time or whatever, because she ain't not do none of that crap. I ain't expected to do it. But after I put the, uh, the spare tire on it, it was uh, my, my front right side tire. We continued to date like nothing was wrong. <laughs> we, we went and got some ice cream, went for a stroll at the, at the little the little boardwalk, uh, the little river walk thing. Like, like I ain't have a damn flat tire out there. You know what I'm saying? Because you know why? Because it, was, it wasn't the car, it wasn't the looks. It was just confidence. I was so confident. I'm like, look, I'll take your ass out with a flat tire and still be the man out in these streets. You know what I'm saying? So, but you only learn that when you, uh, you know, you had a cracked rim. You had to, had to, had to, man, had to get a whole brand new tire and rim. But, I, you know, it is what it is. But you only learn that stuff when, you, when you're dealing with chicks. You know what I'm saying? I started dealing with girls. I was 12 years old. First kiss at 12. Um, I lost my virginity in 1995 when I was 15. Listening to Busta Rhymes, Wuha, Rap City. I remember it like yesterday. Rap City was playing. Busta Rhymes, Wuha came out. And I was Wuha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been I've been I've been doing my thing. I don't I don't really talk about it, but you know, it is what it is. They're all learning lessons. If you saw the interview with Fresh Fit, did with Abbott and Preach, do you agree that anyone that claimed every uh, hold up. Do you agree that anyone that claims every girl they ever took out has only good things to say about them is capping? Fresh made that claim. Nah, man. Um, I probably got a girlfriend or two in my past that you go find out who they are. They probably going to talk cold cash shit about me. They going to talk cold cash shit. I guarantee it. Because some of them I did wrong. I mean, you know, I was a young dude when I was out there doing what I was. I was like I said, I was I was quote unquote pumping and dumping before it became a, a trendy thing on YouTube. I mean, that's what we did. We just didn't have a name for it. But nah, every girl ain't gonna say nothing good, everything good about you. I mean, I, I just don't believe it unless you were just like some super lame square dude, like Steve Urkel chasing Laura type of dude. Nah, I mean, if you if you if you had any real relationships or you was really out there dealing with chicks, you gotta have at least. A handful of chicks that's gonna talk smack about you. You have to, or, or else I don't believe you. And you just have to accept it. You can't be embarrassed about it. It's just the way it is, man. I had one girl. I used to cheat on her all the time. I ain't give a shit. But I'm pretty sure you go pull her up. She'll probably tell you I'm the worst thing she ever came across in her life. <laughs> I guarantee she'll probably say that. And you know, it is what it is. I probably, I, I probably was, because I was, I was, I didn't care at the time. I was young, had a little bit of money in my pocket. I was out there trying to get it. So, nah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's impossible. If you was really out there dealing with chicks, you're going to have a, 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 you got to have at least a few that's going to talk crap about you. Or else I personally don't believe, <laughs> I don't personally believe you was out there like that. Do you tell black introvert, game, and a good mouthpiece goes a long way? Yeah, man, game. Look, I'm not even going to say game because I don't like the word game, really. When I hear people say game, it seems to me like they're trying to be like Ice-T or one of these pimps from American Pimp or whatever that movie was where you got the slick mouthpiece like you Goldie or something like that. You just got to have confidence, man. 
You don't have to go up to a girl with the slick words. Hey, girl, you know, what's your name, girl? Yeah, you know, just on some old, sound like you some damn 70s pimp or whatever. You just got to have confidence in who you are. And, you know, not, obviously not go out there and be stuttering and stumbling all over the damn place unless you got a legit stutter. You just got to have confidence, man. Look good, smell good. Be confident in who you are. Whether you get her number or, or do y'all even hand out numbers or y'all just sliding in DMs? I don't know what y'all are doing anymore. But the main thing, you got to have confidence, man. You got to have confidence. Like I said, I told you about my homeboy just a few minutes ago. He wasn't like the best looking dude, but you you be around him for like five minutes, he going to have you dying laughing. And he knew it. And that was his angle to getting at the girls. He was like, I might not be the... The number one pick at the club, but as soon as they come around me, I'm the star because everybody going to be laughing when they come around me. And that's how it was. Like I say, I would go to the club or we go out. I'll be out there attracting the chicks, bring them around. he get the opening his mouth telling jokes. It was a done deal. I didn't even have to really talk. I let him do the talking. Because <laughs> I knew that was his specialty. So, he, But he was super confident. You know what I'm saying? So I think confidence, I don't really like the I don't really like the term game. I think it should be replaced with confidence, man. And you can get confidence a lot of ways, but I think a lot of y'all, y'all try to get confidence. Oh, let me get my money. Your money doesn't make you confident. You're like, well, let me get my muscles. Your muscles doesn't make you confident. What makes you confident is you actually going out there and doing some trial by fire shit. Going out there talking to these chicks face to face, where you can look at their reactions in real time to see if what you're saying is working. Because if you're saying something to a girl or a woman and you know what's working, all her body language is going to open up to you. You're going to be able to see it without even recognizing it. Meaning she ain't going to be standing there with her arms crossed or she ain't going to be looking around. She ain't going to be pulling her phone out like she's distracted. She's going to have her attention solely on you. It's going to be like mad eye contact between y'all where y'all like damn near gazing in each other's eyes. You, you can just see it. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of y'all... Y'all want to learn game. Y'all want to learn, oh, let me get my money. Let me get my muscles. Let me let me learn how to spit this ism. It's like, eh, okay, that might make you seem like the man on social media. But remember, listen, we saw an example of this. What's that dude's name? AMS? Alpha Male Strategies? Did anybody see the video when he was out there walking up and down the street and he was supposed to go spit game at all them white chicks? Anybody seen that video? Anybody know what video I'm talking about? What up, Clutch? Anybody know that video that I'm talking about? So there was a video that came out. I, I, I saw it probably like six, seven months ago or something like that, right? Alpha Male Strategies got like three, 400,000 subscribers on YouTube. Everybody quotes him as one of the top dogs in the dating industry or something like that. So I think somebody called him out or he was going to go out there and do a challenge where he was going to walk up and down the street and just holler at whatever white chick came by him. There's a bunch of white chicks out there. He was going to holler at, holler at the chick and mack her down. Watch the video. This nigga never spoke to any of them girls. He never spoke to one of them chicks. Always had an excuse ready to go when a chick came up or within his vicinity. He never spoke on camera. Go look it up. I'm pretty sure somebody saved it. Matter of fact, Grandmaster Troll did a video on it. So you go back in Grandmaster Troll's archives, he did a video clowning him about this. But dudes on you, and listen, I don't watch his stuff, so this ain't no shade. I just watch that. 
But what I know about him, he's supposed to be this expert at game. But then I saw the video of him where he was supposed to demonstrate the game. He never demonstrated it. It was always an excuse. It was like, my nigga, you're supposed to be showing niggas how to mac the breezies down, but when you gonna go talk to one of these chicks? <laughs> he never did it in the video. I never seen him do it. I was like, all right, that's not some dude I'm gonna be listening to. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's easy to put this front on, but the reality is you, you learn quote unquote game by actually going out there and talking. You got to go talk to these girls, man. If, if You know, all you single dudes, you got to learn how to talk to them, hold their attention. You got to do your little elevator pitch. I know what that is, right? It's like, just imagine you get into an elevator with some businessman and you got 30 seconds to run your business idea by them to get them to believe you. You got to come up with your quote unquote elevator pitch to get these girls interested in you from the time you step to them. Because they might be attracted to you, might be smelling good, but the moment you open your mouth to say something stupid, you can ruin the entire thing. But guess what? You're going to have to go through ruining that crap a couple times before you figure this shit out. And I think a lot of y'all, y'all grew up in social media, and I think a lot of y'all are scared to get embarrassed for messing up. Because like I say, when I was coming up, high school, I got embarrassed plenty of times. I was terrified to talk to girls at a couple times. I remember I was a freshman. There was this one junior I used to want to talk to. Well, I was terrified to talk to her. She she uh, she kind of reminded me of a uh, of of a T boss from TLC because you know TLC was popping back then, like really big. So she had like the hairstyle like T boss. Her locker was like four lockers down. I was a freshman. She was a junior, and she knew I liked her. She would always stare at me, right? And I think she was waiting for me to come say hi, just you know, just to entertain me. But, but nigga, I was shaking like a mother. I was like, oh lord, <laughs> like like I'm having a seizure. That girl was fine as hell back then. I don't know if she's probably big as a house now, but whatever. She was fine. I was scared. Sophomore year, things changed. Freshman year was a disaster. I got kicked out of school for fighting. It was a whole, it was a, it was horrible. You know what I'm saying? Sophomore year, things changed. Went and got me a little job. Started buying my own clothes. Gear started getting fresh. Confidence started going up. I started speaking to the chicks. Was coming off lame as hell because I was trying to impress them with my clothes. Like, yeah, girl, I got the new J's on. I got, you know, I got the polo on. But I still sound like a square, man. But it took me about, I don't know, I had to, I had to go try to holler at quite a few girls before I started figuring this crap out. Then, I, then it clicked. I started figuring it out. And then, you know, I just started going from there. I wasn't, it wasn't like I was 100% accurate after that. Even, even when I was, you know, in college, I had misfires but point is i never stopped i never rejected and then ran home and cried and started watching youtube videos to join the mental sphere and start calling women bitches and hoes every five seconds because <laughs> some chick rejected me i ain't had it i had to go back out there and try again man like all right because i got i got to the point i was like all right you don't like me somebody like me and i'm finna find this chick you know what i'm saying and it's gonna be your loss that's how that's how i got to that point it became a numbers game, <laughs> almost. But some of y'all scared to play the numbers game, man. Y'all don't want to go out there and speak, man. Y'all just want to come on here and, and have your little circle jerk conversations, crying about women all damn day long. And like, I get it, but you you gotta you you gotta go out there and talk to these women, man. Have human face to face interactions with them, so that you can learn what works and doesn't work. Because you'll be able to see it in their body language when they're talking to you. Like you talking to a chick, she starts getting closer to you. 
She's laughing at all your stupid jokes that you know are stupid. This chick is into you. You know what I'm saying? She ain't looking around. She don't give a damn what her friends are doing. She's just totally into your stupid ass conversation. Well, that's sign number one. This chick might be into you. You know what I mean? But y'all don't want to go through that. Y'all just want to come on here and cry and get gamed up from some dude who doesn't, from dudes that don't even show their face on YouTube. <laughs> or dudes who tell you, oh, it's all about the money and the muscles. All right? It's a bunch of dudes with money and muscles that can't, can't get women either. I know dudes that work in IT make over $100,000 a year. They're probably at home on a Friday night whacking off because <laughs> they can't get chicks. But they got money. You know what I mean? Kind of reminds me of that, that fresh dude from Fresh and Fit. It kind of reminds me of that. So, you know, that's why I don't like game. I just think it's, you got to build up confidence, man. Yep, most women know real quick if... Why does it always be cutting your comments off, Professor Black? I don't know what it is. So now, what is your take on the whole debate about paying for box that sparked this uh, debacle? Do you think it hurts men's abilities to develop game or no? Look, people have been paying for box for ages. You're going to pay for box some fashion or another. Whether you come out directly and pay for it or... You going out there buying gifts for a girl, whining and dining her. You're going to pay for it one way or another. It's just a matter of, is it direct or indirect? You know what I'm saying? The box, you know, the box is getting paid for somehow, some way. <laughs> um, so people pay for it all the time. I think the real issue is, I've seen bits and pieces of that debate. I think the real issue is not about paying for it, but about, them saying that dudes who directly pay for it are simps, even though they may be paying for it. So I just think it's a matter of honesty. Um, like, like I say, don't come on here talking about you shouldn't pay for it. And then it comes out later on, you might actually be paying for it. Just be honest about it. Because if you I mean, if you got to pay for it, you got to pay for it. I mean, people be paying for this thing for, for, for eons now. This, you know, we, this goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. You know what I'm saying? This is not... Nothing new. I just think I just think people don't want to be labeled a simp. Simp is the new coon. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's afraid of being labeled a simp. Everything's simping to everybody. Me being married for 15 years, people call that a simp. Call me a simp. <laughs> Despite the fact that I want to be married and have kids, have my kids born in wedlock. You know what I'm saying? They still call that simping. So everything's simping. Right? Paying for box is simping. Even though dudes are paying for box all the time, they just don't want to be honest about it because, oh, you're going to be a simp. Well, my nigga, you're not doing something that hasn't been done by countless men that came before you. I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to go on to the end of time, man. So do you think it hurts men's abilities to develop game or not? I think so. Well, I think if you got to pay for box, directly that's probably a sign that well it, it could be one of two things you don't want to deal with women like that you just want to hurt and get straight to it and i don't really know too many dudes like that they might pay for it if they're like going out of town they're on a business trip uh, let me pay for some prostitutes let me pay for some escorts but then if you if you're just in your local area you're just known for paying for box all the time that's that's probably a sign that you don't have any confidence you don't know how to talk to women so the only way you can get women is to directly pay for them.
Because like I said, you're going to pay for them either way, whether you directly pay or you pay through whining and dining and all that crap. But problem is, if you don't know how to talk to a chick to whine and dine her to get to the box and all that, it's probably a lack of confidence or a lack of game, as y'all say. And so dudes, they'll just pay for it directly. Like I say, it's one thing if you're paying for it, you're, you're, you're like going to Vegas or you're out of town or you're out of the country. I, it is what it is at that point. But if you're in your local city and every chance you go out, instead of you trying to date a chick, take her out on a date, and you just coming straight out in the pocket paying for it, that's, that's, that's probably a sign to me that you're just one of these game, goofy dudes who doesn't have a lot of confidence, man. You don't know how to talk to women. Or your confidence has been destroyed, you know, for whatever reason. You just never found what works for you. And then your confidence and your self-esteem is low. I mean, you're probably sitting around here watching YouTube videos of people telling you to be how to, how to talk to chicks all day. At least that's what I think, man. Most black people are used used to hood relationships. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what defines a hood relationship. Like, what actually defines one? Tricking can hold you back when you don't have the money. Yeah, because if you ain't got the money, you can't pay for nothing. <laughs> directly or indirectly. You might get lucky and get some sympathy box. But, you know, that's that's a hit or miss. You know what I'm saying? I ain't not. It's not even a hit or miss. That's You got to find somebody that's, that's just being, that just wants to get some charity box out. So you might have to go down to the to the shelter or something. You know what I'm saying? See, see if anybody's handing any charity box out. I don't know. But you're going to need money one way or another. You're going to pay for that thing. You know what I mean? Directly or indirectly. Uh, what form of payment she accepts? Yeah. Directly or indirectly. But you learn these things when you, uh, somebody says struggle love. I guess, man. I don't know. Uh, you, you learn these things when you're out there living life, man. You got to come off social media and go live life. Go go to the, go to your local bar, man. Go to your local bar. Go to your local cigar shop if you smoke cigars or whatever. Uh, matter of fact, me and uh, Royce J, he came down to Orlando. Me and him met up at, um, cause, you know, me and Royce, we go way back. We was in the Army. Uh, we was in basic training together. Uh, but he came down to Orlando about a year or so ago. We went to the cigar shop. Out there, you know, smoking our little cigars. There's all kind of chicks in there, man. Just drinking, chilling, smoking cigars. If I was single, I would have been on them. <laughs> I would have been on them because they was inviting. They already know what we're here for, so they're not going to be offended by the smell of smoke. You in a cigar shop smoking. You know what we're here to do. Smoke and drink on this yak. So, you know, you just got to go out there and meet people, man. Meet people, if you're a professional, go to these professional networking events, meet people in your industry. If you're not a professional, you're like a blue collar worker, you got to hit the bars, the clubs. You ain't got to go to all the ratchet clubs, all the strip clubs. Go find a hobby. Uh, let's just say you like riding your bicycle, join a bike club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Meet chicks doing things you like to do, man. So when you do talk to them, you have something in common off the jump. I mean, y'all don't even think about that crap. Like you, you go go download the app Meet Up. You go, you like riding bikes, you like going for runs. There's probably plenty of women that like to do that. You know what I'm saying? So you go out there, you you out there getting your jog on, glistening in the sun. Guess what? You you have an automatic entry into talking to this chick 
because you have something in common. She likes running, you like running. She likes riding bikes, you like riding bikes. Guess what? That is your that that's your that's your golden ticket to open having a conversation with this chick. Find out if she's single or whatever the case may be. You got something in common off the jump. You're not you're not just blindly approaching her like you would a chick at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do that again. Um, yeah, my man's um, uh, uh, K Business Podcast. He's supposed to be coming down here. I don't know if he smokes cigars. We might go by that spot. I, went, I took my brothers there. We went there for my brother's birthday um, back in May. That was the last time I was there. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's really not as hard as y'all think. I think y'all make it harder than what it actually is because... Y'all are so absorbed with social media and what everybody's saying. And then you, so you're like, oh, everybody's saying this. It must be true. They're all, women are all evil. They're all out to get you. Yada, yada. I don't believe in that crap. I don't believe in it because I just believe you got to go talk to people. You just got to open your mouth and communicate and speak with people, man. You oftentimes discover that most people, how they are online, they're oftentimes not like that in real life. A lot of people just put on the front in the show. Because, you know, this is social media. But, you know, you just got to go out there and talk, man. I think a lot of y'all are intimidated to speak. A lot of y'all men. Because a lot of y'all have bought into all this red, this red pill rhetoric. I'm not saying that it's all wrong. There's some truth to it. But a lot of y'all just blindly bought into it to the point where you're like super scared and intimidated to actually go out there and interact with the opposite sex. To find out if this chick is actually like what everybody is saying that black women or women should be like. You got to go out there and talk. How, how will you know if you never actually interact with this chick and try to speak to her? You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that it's got to be your wife or your, 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 your true love. But if you're just trying to get the draws, you know what I'm saying? You still got to communicate with this chick. Everything can't go down in the DMs. And I don't think I wouldn't want it to be like that because like I say. You know, I'm just thinking, that's why, you know, I can't, I don't know if I can function like that. You know, me trying to, you know, trying to talk to a chick, you know, trying to, trying to entice her to give me some. I actually enjoyed the experience of the hunt, of, you know, sitting here whispering to this chick, talking to this chick, getting her all excited through this, by the sound of my voice. And, you know, I, me, I, I personally enjoyed that. It was, it was fun to me. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed that whole human interaction. It wasn't no sending dick pics and Snapchat me that coochie. It was none of that crap. <laughs> none of that crap. You know what I'm saying? It was, you had to actually talk to these women and finesse them with your words and all that stuff. I mean, like I said, I went on those seventies, uh, pimping stuff, but you know, I just came up in a different time, man. I think I was the last generation before social media took over and ruined it for the rest of y'all. <laughs> Y'all out here paying for OnlyFans and all this crap. Written words are easily misconstrued. Yeah. I, yeah, I like enjoy running my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, me too. That's the reason why I got a YouTube channel, if you ain't figured it out. I like to talk. <laughs> uh, I like to talk. I like to give my opinions. Um, and I, you know, like I say, when I was out there in them streets trying to holler at chicks, I was, I was letting it be known. But truth be told, me talking and not being scared to speak in a room full of people, that was because, you know, when I was in the Army, I used to be um, I used to be a squad leader. I was a 
when I was in, you know, basic training, I was a platoon leader. So basically, I was always in these positions where I was like always seen. You know what I'm saying? Then I was in really good shape. I could run really fast. I could do push-ups, sit-ups. I was doing all kind of shit, man. So I was in these positions where people had to see me. But I could also speak. And I was confident because, you know, like I said, I've had years of dealing with girls before that. So when I opened my mouth and talked, it was nothing for me to, like, command the attention of a chick that I was interested in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I enjoy the whole, the whole, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the, the whole hunt of trying to get at the chick, man. It's fun to me. Or it was fun, I should say. I don't do that no more. I do that to my wife, but I don't do that no more. As, um, uh, they're cornballs anyway. Well, a lot of dudes are cornballs, but, you know. You just got to decide not to be a cornball. <laughs> you got to decide not to be a cornball. But you're going to have to go out there and get embarrassed once or twice. And you can't run back to YouTube or Facebook and start banging your head. Talking about, man, F these women, man. You got to go out there and get embarrassed. You got to go out there and make some mistakes, especially if you're a young dude. If you're like a teenager in your early 20s, this is supposed to be the time you're supposed to be out there learning these things. Going out there getting embarrassed. You figure out what works, man. Now, if you're like 30, 40 years old and you ain't figured it out yet, I don't know. You just might have to pay for the box directly. I don't know if there's really, I don't know what else we can do. <laughs> I don't know what else to do for you at 30, especially if you're like 40. If you like, especially if you like 35, 40 years old and you ain't figured out how to talk to a chick yet, you might just have to just pay for the box and just be content with it. I don't know. I don't know what advice could change you. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, 15 to about 30. Them years right there, you're supposed to figure this thing out, man. You got to go out there and talk. Get, it's a numbers game. You just got to keep talking. Don't get mad. Go to the next one. There's going to be another one around the corner. I don't care how fine she is. Don't be scared. You know, here's a little secret about fine women. A lot of these so-called dime pieces and fine women, a lot of them chicks are single, man. Believe it or not. A lot of these chicks y'all see out there be single than a motherfucker. They be fine as all outdoors and single. You know why they're single? They're single because it's a bunch of niggas that are scared to talk to them. Now, I'm not even making this crap up. We used to, I used to hear this all the time from chicks back in the day. They used to tell me the only reason they're single is because niggas are scared to speak to them because they, they assume they have a man. Now, they might have a nigga they might be sleeping with. You know what I'm saying? That might be a possibility. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is, but they ain't got like a steady boyfriend or a steady steady dude, but a lot of dudes be intimidated. They be like, oh man, she, she must have a man already. Man, there's probably like an 80% chance she ain't got one. Just, yeah, she might look like she have an attitude because I know a lot of things, you see these fine chicks out there, they look like they got attitudes or whatever. You got to try to put yourself in their position, right? And what I mean is this, if you got like a fine chick that's out there, do you know how many niggas probably try to holler at her every single day? That come to, come up to her and say some stupid crap. You know what I'm saying? Like like on some legit stupid crap. Hey, shout it what your name is. You know they sounded all slow and retarded. So she probably she's probably been dealing with that crap since she was a little girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, but she's still single because the the upstanding dude that would probably want to be with her or get to know her, he terrified to talk to her because he see all the pookies trying to holler at her and he just automatically assumes she with a pookie. You know, she may be, she may not, I don't know. But I just know a lot of women that that are, are fine. A lot of them be single like a motherfucker, man. 
they be single because niggas is scared to talk to them or the niggas that do talk to them be dumb as hell, be sounding stupid as hell, reciting uh, reciting lessons on game they learned off YouTube on chicks. <laughs> That's what it be, man. But you got to go up to them and talk to these chicks, man. You got to put your bid in, man. If it don't work, figure out what went wrong, go try again or find somebody else to try it on. You just got to keep going. It ain't, it ain't as complicated as you think. But I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? I, I found I found enjoyment when I was on the hunt. It was fun to me. It was fun to go to the mall to see with your homeboys and figure out, see who can get the most phone numbers. Like, we used to have a bet, like, all right, whoever get the most phone numbers, you got to, uh, the loser got to buy everybody a hamburger or something or whatever, whatever stupid little bet we bet on. It was fun, man. We'd be getting embarrassed like a motherfucker up in there. <laughs> every times we all won, every times we all lost. I mean, it was fun. But that was part of growing up. We didn't we didn't think much about it. The thing about Fresh and Fit is that it seems to be rooted in a very unique Miami culture with the girls they bring on. Is that culture too unique to sell it as applying universally to women? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Oh, hold on. Okay, you say, for instance, the guests seem to mostly be strippers, IG models, porn stars. Yeah, well, Miami is one of those cities. They got a lot of porn stars down there, a lot of strippers, a lot of IG models. Yada, you know, so you'd see the same thing in like New York, LA. Any major hot city that has a you know spicy nightlife like that. So that might be unique because I highly doubt you're going to get that. I live in Orlando, so you might be able to get that popping out here, but nowhere near like Miami. Or it might just be a major urban city thing. But they, they purposely did it that way. Um, from my understanding, they purposely went out there and they said that dude, so that dude that allegedly broke down the door, they, they say he used to work for Fresh and Fit. And his main job was to go out there and find girls to bring onto the podcast. Because they say they had the idea originally. And then that dude that broke down, that allegedly broke down the door, they brought him on and he took it to another level. I guess, I don't know if he was paying the chicks to come up. I don't know, but they found a little gimmick that works. And Miami just happens to be one of those cities where you can probably go outside and throw a rock and hit about 15 so-called IG models in the face before the rock hits the ground. You know what I'm saying? They're probably just everywhere. Cause that's one of those cities like LA and New York and, you know, places like that. So they could possibly be just a culture thing. Those girls are just all over the place now. Down there like that. But that still doesn't detract from who they might be at the core. They're just a bunch of dudes that's popping right now, and now they got all this attention, and they're bringing on girls that's boosting their so-called credibility, but is that really them? I don't think so. I don't think so. You can't be that wild working for the Department of Homeland Security. I just don't believe it. But I'm not hating, just telling you what it is. Anyways, uh, I'm about to go. Y'all be safe. Shout out to whoever put some money in here. Uh, if you guys want to donate, Light Skin Heroes to Cash Out. PayPal link is in the description. Uh, if you got a topic, y'all know what to do. $10 or more. <laughs> that's the only way I'm doing video requests from now. Well, that's only, I'm going back to that. $10 or more. Y'all be safe. I got to go. Peace.